The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Episode number 121 of the LSR Podcast. My name is Matt Brown, joined each and every week by the brightest minds in all of the gaming industry. With me, I have Dustin Galker. I have Adam Candy. You can follow them on the Twitter machine for free, and you should at Dustin Galker, at Adam Candy, two E's, no Y. If you hate yourself, you can follow me at Matt Brown M2. Of course, all of the ratings, all the reviews, all the things like that, subscribes. We really do appreciate that. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, all the places you listen to podcasts helps us climb up the charts there. More people listen to this thing. So we do appreciate all of those from you guys. Of course, you can tweet Dustin directly. He loves whenever you DM him. Tell him everything that you hate about the show because it's his fault. Uh, Tennessee, uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk about BetMGM and the Intane thing. What's going on there? Connecticut, what's going on in Connecticut? Are people happy? Are people not happy? We shall see. But let's start things off here, Dustin, with a pretty big bombshell here whenever we're talking about, hey, who are some guys that have massive followings? Who are some guys that are synonymous with sports? Who are some guys that may or may not be able to be plucked up and picked off by one of these sportsbook companies? And front office sports a couple of days ago dropped something that we were like, I mean, I'll admit when it came across mine, I'm like, no, no way. But the more I think about it, I'm like, well, maybe so. Yeah, uh, Adam Schefter, noted NFL insider, the front office sports was reporting that Caesar's Sportsbook is is going to make a run at him. And this is, uh, we talk at length on this podcast about uh, sportsbooks and their in, and their endeavors in media to both uh, to create media partnerships and to own media themselves. And it doesn't get much bigger than trying to own uh, one of the be- one of the people who's constantly dropping. Uh, you know, dropping news in the NFL space. Uh, so that that part is interesting. The and I can't be the first person to to have thought of this, but it, this also strikes me as kind of weird. Like, so Caesars has already gotten some ex ESPNers in Kenny Maine and Trey Wingo, and you know, Schefter also you know fits that bill. But it's kind of weird, no, that if we're if if a sports book hires Schefter and he is you know getting inside information about the NFL, the people uh, the, his sources in the NFL are then giving the information to a sports book first, and that's that's <laughs> it becomes you can start your wheels turning like this is like our well one will they continue right. doing that and the optics of that and you know uh, you know who knows what kind of firewall they put up but like uh, you know see like. Caesars can then use that Intel before anyone else does to, you know, change markets and things like that. So I uh, may, maybe I'm a little bit, maybe I'm call, not crying wolf, but like I'm, I'm putting too much into this, but it does seem weird to me if we're having, you know, and they, they, they also put that Woj and the Adrian Wojnowski is, is a possibility for jumping to Caesars or a sports book too. Like that, like if we have the two people who are most famous for breaking news really in, in the two of the major sports in in North America and they they work for a sports book. That's, kind of weird and maybe not cool. 
Yeah, I know. Question mark. I, I don't I don't really know. I know I'm, I'm the same way. I didn't I was trying to process this as well. I mean, listen, if we're talking about reach, though, Adam, I mean, eight point six million Twitter followers for Adam Schefter. He is the Bible when it comes to all things football news. I don't believe anything. I don't I don't take anything other than just be, as a grain of salt unless he confirms it. And so he is a dude that is certainly I mean, is as synonymous as an as for a non athlete for a non athlete. He is is as synonymous with a sport and maybe even more synonymous with a sport than many of the athletes that actually play the sport itself. And of course, Adam Schefter has been in the news this week for some revelations about how he acquires some of the information that he gets. And the fact that, you know, I mean, there've been some rumors out there about Adam Schefter back to his days covering the NFL in Denver about giving Mike Shanahan the option to read certain stories uh, before they ran. Of course, they're just rumors. Uh, you don't know anything, but you see mm -hmm. something like what happened this week and you think, well, maybe there is some credence to that. And I think that's the natural evolution of this discussion. Um, don't think of Adam Schefter as a journalist or reporter who would be going to a sports book. You think about him as an information broker, uh, which is essentially mm -hmm. what he is at this point. It's not about journalism. Um, he has embedded himself with a rights holder in ESPN. Uh, obviously, he has established certain relationships with these sources that are beyond the bounds of traditional journalism. Right. Now, the question is, how much does that information influence the sports book. Dustin brought up a great point. Can Caesars move markets if it's getting information before everybody else? That does not seem kosher. Um, but we're also naive if we don't think that folks who work for sports books have certain relationships with people who are in and around teams and leagues and are plugged into what's going on. Schefter would just be the biggest front facing kind of person right. to be in that role. Uh, and I think how they use the information Adam Schefter would have would be the big part of it. And just one little point as well, would Schefter still have the same clout among his sources if he's with Caesar's Sportsbook versus if he's with ESPN. If you're working for the worldwide mm -hmm. leader, everybody knows that that's how they get their information out there. If you're working for Caesar's Sportsbook, there could be a little bit more hesitation there. Yeah, Dustin, that was the other thing I thought about was I can only imagine at that point, Caesars ends up sponsoring some sort of segment on some show or something that's like, you know, where he still has an outlet to get this. Because, you know, half of the stuff you guys have worked with sources before. I've done it, obviously, all the way through. Half of the time, all these people, they don't even want the recognition. They just want to leak you something. And then whenever they see it happen on the television or in a story or whatever, something like that, like, yes, like that, like they, they just want to see it somewhere. They just want to read it somewhere or hear it somewhere. And so, uh, you know, I imagine he would find a place to kind of still put his stuff out there out other than just the Twitter machine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like like uh, like you said, or Adam said, loan him out to something mm. um, it would make sense. But yeah, like if you're just like Caesar Sportsbook, you don't have a platform other than your Twitter. It's like your your platform then is just your Twitter account, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, I, you know, whatever content Caesar's does, but where Caesar's, you know, creates its own or buys something that's a, a, a media play just to to house all of these people now. Like it's because it's yeah, it is just like you know, Wingo and Maine are just kind of brand ambassadors mm -hmm. at this point. But do you, are you are you going to create like? an ESPN light or something. I don't know. Like right. you know, that, that sounds, that may have sounded crazy to all of us a year or two ago, but maybe not. I mean, I, it, I, no. trust me. Yes. Two years ago, I'd have been like, get out of here. Like no way in the world <laughs> this is happening. And then now I'm kind of like, Oh no, this, uh, any of this stuff, like I would, I'm not writing off in the least bit. Yeah. And as comfortable as the NFL has gotten with betting, like, yeah, I think that, that 
that you start passing information to the guy who is the voice of Caesar's books. It looks weird, right? It's, uh, and, and I mean, Adam's point is right. Like, it's not like there's this information is in circle out there mm-hmm. with the sports books already, but it is the optics of it. Definitely start, start getting to you when you when you think about how Schefter and Caesars would work together. Adam, here it is. It's our weekly is Florida going to happen or not. So make people happy or make them various or make them very sad. Um, to quote the, famous and uh, maybe one of the best of its generation films mean girls um <laughs> stop trying to make florida happen um this <laughs> is something that we keep feeling like okay the date's here and literally today the date is here where legal sports betting in florida can begin and it has not um hard rock is able to by the law open a retail sports book, uh, if it so chooses, uh, along with the Seminole tribe, of course. Um, and that has not happened to this point. Now, there are lawsuits in D.C. There are lawsuits in Florida. Um, there are lawsuits that probably haven't even been filed yet here. There is still the DraftKings and FanDuel, air quotes, education champions, mm-hmm. uh, a ballot initiative that's out there. But what we know at this point is basically from some reporting in Florida from the Orlando Sentinel and others that says there could be at least a month delay that the Seminole and Hard Rock are not necessarily ready to go quite yet. Um, some of our folks had actually heard that that was a mutually agreed upon thing to try to work out some of the issues um, that were happening behind the scenes. And there have been court filings almost every day this week. Our John Holden has been working overtime uh, trying to keep up with all of the court filings going on. And the long and short of it is it's not happening right now. Uh, a month out seems like a reasonable bet, but there are court dates coming up within that time that are going to tell us a lot more about the future of sports betting in Florida. Dustin, what about Connecticut? I mean, it's an obviously it's not anywhere near what we've been jumping up and down about with Florida. But, uh, you know, what, what about Connecticut? Yeah, so we're in soft launch for Connecticut. We uh, a small, well, small hundreds of users have been are, are being granted access mm-hmm. to the apps there. We got some some information from the lottery, which is partnering with uh, uh, Rush Street Interactive, which is best known as Bet Rivers across the country, not as deployed as Play Sugar House in in Connecticut. Um, so they have they have these users, and not shyly said everything's going great. I guess they probably would have. I, I would imagine if things were going great, they would say things are. They would not say have said anything. So they're telling us things are going great. They said they're seeing normal activity. Test it's a good test of the system, etc. They're say, they've told us a little about what people are betting on, including uh, table tennis. So maybe table. We might have another state where table tennis is a favorite of of uh, of the people of Connecticut. Who knows? Uh, but uh, so soft launch. We're looking at full launch Tuesday, where everybody can sign up uh, at, at the three apps that are are live there: DraftKings, FanDuel. And uh, the aforementioned Play Sugar House. So pretty soon uh, the the throttle will be off and you can uh, actually bet anywhere in Connecticut and uh, get your account started at those three sports books. Adam, we talked about a you know very big, big thing that could potentially happen in the fact that DraftKings apparently had put in some sort of bid to take over Intain. Of course, then there's the partnership between Intain and BetMGM here in the States. How would this all work out? What does everybody think about all of this? Well, we at least got a little bit of clarity here um, through a call. Yeah, Intain had its Q3 earnings and discussed some of the market share growth for BetMGM. Um, BetMGM, according to Intain's uh, Q3 results, revenue of more than $200 million, a 28% share of markets where BetMGM is live, up from 24% 
in Q2. And I thought the interesting part of this as our Brad Allen sort of distilled it down was what does this mean for the potential uh, takeover bid by DraftKings? Um, we know the bid that Entain has acknowledged is in the range of, of $22 million. Um, that is better than double anything that Entain has seen thus far. Um, what is MGM going to do in response to that? And we've covered a lot of that um, as we go, but as BetMGM continues to grow, and we've seen that in states like Michigan, um, iGaming has helped MGM toward the top of market share. Uh, they were uh, touting that over the last couple of days when the Michigan numbers came out. And so, you know, MGM's obviously spent a lot, pushed a lot in the last year and a half. And I think it's a reasonable question to say um, if this BetMGM growth continues, what does it mean for Entain's value? Is mm-hmm. is that uh, is that twenty two billion dollar bid even enough? Then, uh, frankly, as you know, we've heard some smart people in the space say right now, is there any number that's too high? Like the revenue multiples are all kind of crazy in the first place. Like if you're acquiring something that is a major step in front of your competitor, which DraftKings would be doing with BetMGM to some degree, then what is too much? So, Dustin, one of the things that we should mention here whenever we're talking about this, people going like, well, what's, what is the big deal with, with Intain? Why would DraftKings want it in the first place? And this is the thing where, you know, we, we know the long game here for all of this is always going to be online casino. And that's where Intain really, really thrives. Yeah. We, we, we say this all the time. We're still early days and, you know, we may or may not get more online casino here in the U S and in the near future, but we're still looking at basically just the three States, Michigan, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, New Jersey, there's limited in Delaware, uh, Nevada, you can play some poker, but not not otherwise. But this is, you know, uh, again, we, we 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 I beat this home. But like, if you're lo- if you're looking for revenue, casino always outpaces sports, right? Mm-hmm. That's the, you're you're going to look at that, and that is, you know, and these operators are looking at that too. Is like someday the sports betting, you know, you're you're gonna you're gonna plateau, right? Sports betting plateaus. You don't have a whole lot of growth you can do other than you know shuffling around market share down the road. So the next next frontier is casino and you know getting it legalized and then having that best the best product there. So DraftKings has been nothing but for, that forward looking. They were uh, well ahead in sports betting. They were working on a sports betting product for a year before uh, before Passpa fell in 2018, and they are you know you know trying to buy everything up to who to be prepared for the next the next thing, which it really is casino. Um, and we still just, you know, have not hit the top, hit the, hit the end of the the road there. So that's, you know, from that perspective, it's really smart to be thinking ahead. Um, still like with you're paying for the valuations tied up in sports betting right now and on all of that. So it'll be interesting to see what, what comes out of all of this. In Tennessee, if you guys remember one of the weird quirks that we talked about here on the podcast was the fact that written into the bill was that there had to be a minimum hold for the state, which we were saying, okay, this doesn't make any sense. Why would you do this? All this is going to do is create some, some havoc down the line. And sure enough, Dustin, it seems as if it didn't take very long for some of these books to come back around and say, guys, this has got to go. Yeah. So right now, Tennessee is considering the possibility of, of proposed changes to, to look at the, the what's, what's a 10% mandatory hold rule there in Tennessee, which doesn't, doesn't exist anywhere else in, in the United States. So you have to, you have to, the, the, basically the rule that's written in Tennessee, you have to hold 10% of bets, otherwise, you're, or you're going to pay a fine. Um, so, you know, that may sound like something that, that sports books will want, but if you get into it, like you, it's not optimal for the customer because mm-hmm. then you have to, you know, either, either, either one, you're going to pay fines or two, you're going to have to create a product that's not good for the consumer. So, you know, sports books themselves don't want this. This is bad for consumers. It's really, I mean, 
it's meant to protect the state and guarantee them X revenue, but they're going to get the best revenue most likely by having mm-hmm. not a mandatory hold. So not shockingly, some of the, uh, all of the, the big operators really, and not all of them, but most of them proposed, uh, said we should be getting rid of this uh, mandatory hold that it's not, you know, that it's not what the, actually what the legislature wanted, that this is bad for consumers that we don't like, we want to maximize revenues, but this is not how we want to do it. Um, so we've long said, this is a dumb rule. They hopefully will get rid of it. Um, but right now they're just thinking about changes to the, like, should we be reviewing it? Is this working? You know, uh, they, it's, it's not, it's not really to, to date, it's not been the end of the world, but it's just a bad rule. And at some point, you know, I think everyone basically agrees. Hopefully the the committee that is in charge of this in Tennessee agrees that this rule should go away. Matt, just to add one thing to that, there, there's, there's a bit of uh, there's a bit of hope that wasn't there in the past. Keep in mind that the regulator is in the process of changing in Tennessee. Um, this is where it, it comes down to the road because the lottery used to be overseeing sports betting and the executive director of the lottery made clear she wanted nothing to do uh, with overseeing sports betting. And we've seen the issues that have gone on with uh, Action 24-7 and and some other things down there. So it's transferring to this committee. Um, The best we understand what happened down there, this minimum hold idea Mm -hmm. originated from inside the lottery. And so if the lottery is giving up control, there is an opportunity there potentially uh, for a new set of eyes to be looking at this rule and potentially not have the same attachment to it. Yeah. Let's hope that cooler heads prevail there. That was, that was one of the more silly things that we've seen actually get implemented throughout all of this. Uh, Adam, take us home here with some of the other states around the country. So I'll start in Maryland, uh, where a meeting of the rules committee that was scheduled for this week was postponed without any real explanation. Um, We thought Maryland was going to move a little bit faster than it has after voters approved it in 2020 at the ballot and then legislators set up the structure for it this year. Uh, But this has really taken a turn uh, toward thinking that not only could we be looking at an early 2022 launch, but there is some scuttlebutt out there that it could be longer than that. Uh, Maryland seems to have kind of gone off the rails here, um, which is interesting because D.C. obviously has the terrible products that that it does through the lottery. Um, Virginia is growing. Uh, Golden Nugget was just approved in Virginia. Uh, I should say just went live in Virginia uh, this week after being approved months ago. So the markets around Maryland are growing. And you would think that some of that market share is going to be taken up in the general uh, DMV uh, process. But, you know, we shall see what Maryland ultimately decides to do. Um, We had an announcement from Canada this week from PointsBet. And I just want to talk about it because... Um, nothing was more fun to me in the last winter Olympics than watching late night curling. Like nothing felt better to me Mm -hmm. than just watching a bunch of dad bods get out there and slide these rocks up and down the ice. And me think to myself, my athletic career might not be over. Like there's a (laughs) chance I could do this. I wouldn't be good at it, of course, but like there's a chance I could do this. And so PointsBet has announced a sponsorship deal with Curling Canada. Uh, And I feel like if you're looking for a way to win the hearts and minds of our friends north of the border, like number one listener Julian, I feel like you should be looking at curling and um, 
we, we're, we're going to do this, right? Like we're, we're going to have an LSR there, curling yes. team. Curling, curling is amazing. Curling and curling ketchup chips. And I have, or not rink is not the right name or right term. I want to play a someday. Sheet. But uh, is it a sheet? Curling sheets. I don't know. I'm just going with it's that. Che- and curling is cheat is chess on ice. It's amazing. So, so you have what you have a place you can actually go play this. I do. You got to have one. I bet there's one in Vegas. No. Oh God. No, no. I mean, mm, uh, we can indoor skydive here, but we can't, you know, we can't play, we can't curl. Like, no, you, can do that. I mean, like you probably yeah. would have to like talk to the golden Knights and be like, Hey, can we borrow that sheet for like, you know, yeah. 10 minutes? Do you mind? Yeah. yeah. Do you mind? And they'd be like, Oh, curling's great. eh?" And I'd be like, Oh, oh yeah, that's right. yeah. Y'all are all Canadian. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. I oh, yeah. yeah. Y'all are, y'all are Canadian. That's, that's definitely correct. I've never ice skated one time in my whole life. FYI. No. And, you, and here's the ridiculous part. You're such a good athlete that you would probably like get on the skates once and be like, oh, why wasn't I doing this before? I'm, I'm good. I don't know. I saw someone smash their head open. I was in line to do it and I saw someone smash their head open and blood just exploded all over the ice. And I just turned around and I sat the skates right back on the counter and I was like, sorry, I'm out. Deuces. I'm out. Well, I, don't I, even I need to refund today, me. Actually, Keep the money. I don't I'll, care. Uh, Curl, curling is all the rage. I lear- learned from one of our Canadian employees that one of their worst injury uh, was on playing curling. Was, what? Uh, fa- falling on the stones somehow. Oh. Like the, the, where all the stones are collected and fell on that, and that didn't feel good, apparently. But, uh, I, I, I will reveal who this person is for, for it, their, their safety and, and privacy. It sounds like, like, like some sort of convoluted million-dollar baby story there. Like, <laughs> oh, no, they fell and they hit the rock. Like, that's awful. <laughs> it's, it sounded awful. It sounds painful because those handles look sharp. I can get a curling stone. I can buy one on Amazon. I'm going to get one. I, I'm definitely buying one. Well, it's I cold mean, enough I, in I Vegas don't. right now. You can throw some water out on the, on yeah. the driveway, right? It's freezing here. Seriously. Oh, stop it. It is. Stop it. It. It, is, it, is it is 65 degrees. Stop it was 42 it. this morning. Thank you very much. Adam. Oh, yes. no. Yeah, it was. It was 42 this morning. Guys, everything that we talk about here, you can find in a written form over on LegalSportsReport.com. Be sure and take in all the great work Adam and his crew are doing over there. And again, if you do not follow Dustin Galker and Adam Candy on the Twitter machine, it's free. Go do it right now at Dustin Galker at Adam Candy to ease. No why. For Adam, for Dustin, I'm Matt. Talk to you guys next week. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.